You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. The Life Tree Community Church Podcast. Hey, Life Tree. It's Pastor Dan. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Um, it's now June of 2022. We are almost halfway through this year, and it's absolutely crazy to, to think about that. Time is absolutely flying. Um, you know, in, in sports and uh, in all types of games, they have uh, usually a break midway through the game. Uh, they call it halftime. You know, the Super Bowl, big show, all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, this is essentially halftime of 2022. Um, and, uh, you know, in the movies, they glamorize halftime, right? The, the teams go in and uh, the coach usually gets up and gives some really inspiring message, something, you know, win one for the Gipper, something like that. And, you know, they get the, the players all riled up and they usually what's happening is in the, in the movies that the, the team has done terribly in the first half. But then because of this inspiring speech, they go out and have this incredible second half uh, and win the game, you know, and live happily ever after all that good stuff. Um, that's rarely what it's like in reality for most teams. When you go in at halftime, most teams, what they do is uh, players go to the bathroom, uh, maybe grab a canola bar, you know, try and retape themselves, you know, if they got something going on, just make sure they're ready to get back out there. Um, they may talk with their coaches for a few minutes, but it's really not like this, you know, huge, dramatic uh, thing going on. Um, but I think for us, for our purposes, halfway through this year, it would be beneficial just to pause and sort of view this message as a halftime speech from the coach, from one of your coaches, uh, just to remind of some perspective. Because um, most coaches, when they meet with the players at halftime, they don't tell them anything new. They're not introducing new plays, new ideas. That's what practice is for. But when they come to this moment in a game, it's really just to remind the players of what they already know, of what they've been practicing, of what they've been working on, to remind them of just what's already inside them. And so that's going to be the same intention I have for, for just this brief message uh, today, is to remind you and just to encourage you about some things that you already know. Um, you know, what happens is as we go through life, as just like the players go through a game, uh, sometimes in the flurry of activity, in the heat of the moment, we just forget. We just forget some of the things that we already know. Uh, and it's just hard. It becomes a blur. You know, life just gets like that. You know, it, it, yesterday was January. Today is June. Tomorrow's Christmas, right? That's how it's, it goes. It just, it, it, the days just seem to keep coming. And it can easily blur and we can forget. You know, we got graduations and vacations to plan and summertime and then work and family and all the other stuff that goes along with that. Uh, life can just seem like it's kind of at warp speed. Um, which is why I think a halftime check-in seems like it might be timely for, for you and as much as it is for me. So, uh, so that's what I'm going to share with you today. And i got nothing new to say. Like I said, uh, I'm not going to try and tell you anything new, add anything new. And I'm just going to maybe remind. So I'm going to invite you to pause. Maybe grab a granola bar. Uh, if you have to go to the bathroom, do that later. Um, but we're just going to remind ourselves of what we already know. See, back in January we perceived and sensed that God was speaking to us about this year, about 2022, that this would be a year of confident hope. Uh, that it's time for hope to emerge in our lives, for hope to kind of rise to the surface and lead the way for us in this year. That that's the dynamic of our faith, all sorts of part, you know, parts of our faith, but that hope in particular would be amplified in this season. 
in this year for us, in 2022. It was the German priest Martin Luther who said that everything that is done in the world is done by hope. You work out because you have hope, right? You get up and go to work because you have hope. Uh, you plan for the future because you have hope. We parent because we have hope. We sacrifice for others and for things because we have hope, right? It was the brilliant writer, uh, Russian writer, uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky, who observed, to live without hope is to cease to live. Hope is what makes us alive, right? It's what keeps us vibrant. We can, we can get caught up in the rat race and kind of get numbed and just sort of exist. But hope is what shakes us out of that and, and helps us live differently, uh, it's essential. Hope is essential for the difference makers in the world. And that's what we are called to be. If, if we who believe in God, who understand what he's called us and all those things and in his love and in his goodness, if we don't have hope, I mean, who will? Who's going to be the people of hope? We're, we're called to be those people. And we all know people that have perhaps lost some hope, that are maybe their hope is fading as they look around the world, you know, and see just what, what is and how, how the world is becoming, uh, they might be losing their reason to, to hope, reason to live well. People are tired and weary and they're worn out. Uh, they just want to quit. And a lot of people we're seeing just want to escape. They just want to kind of retreat into some sort of peace and ease because life has been so hard. They're burnt out. They're worn out. And they don't really want to hope for anything. They're just trying to, they're just trying to breathe. They're just trying to to find some measure of personal peace and find their corner of the world to, to escape to and, and just be there. Which is why I think it's so timely for us to accept our call to live different, to shine like lights in a dark world, to face into the wind and to choose to keep at it. So if it's halftime, can I ask you now, halftime 2022, can I ask you this right now, in a year of confident hope, how is your hope? How is your hope? Are you still holding on to the hope that your life is making a difference? Are you holding on to hope that what you do matters? Are you holding on to the hope that you had or that you've developed throughout this year? Are you more hopeful now than you were six months ago? That's a question. Are you, are you more hopeful? Are you growing in hope? Are you confident today that the best is yet to come tomorrow or in the future, that there is good that will be better than present good? Are you hopeful in that? Or are you doubtful about that? Or are you too tired to even answer that question? Or are you too busy to even know what you are? That's the questions for us. And my goal is just to give you a brief, like I said, a halftime message, perhaps to remind you what you already know, that will help make the second half of this year what it should be and all that it could be. So the first reminder is this. Hope is only as good as the one you're hoping in. Right? We know this. Our hope is only as good as the person that we're hoping in. Hope is dependent on a promise. Right? We don't just say, oh, I want to hope in that. That's a, that's a dream. That's something else. But hope is birthed out of a promise from some, something external. That we get a promise and that's where our hope sort of is, is based on. That's where it's birthed. We don't make it up. And God is the one who's made us promises, and so our hope is only as dependable as the God who makes us those promises. And it was Joshua who said these words at the end of his life. He said, soon I will die going the way 
of everything on earth. And he says this, deep in your hearts you know that every promise of the Lord your God has come true. Not a single one has failed. This was a man who experienced God fulfilling a 400-year-old promise to the children of Israel by leading them into the promised land. He was able to see the fulfillment of old, old, old promises. And he knew all that God had said. He knew the pain that went along with it. And he got to see with his own eyes how God came through, that God does what he says. So with, with stories like that in mind, here's our second reminder. It's uh, from the writer of Hebrews. And he says this, We who have fled to God for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. You see, the hope that comes from a promise made by God is as strong as any anchor. You can stake your life on it. It's not going to let you drift. It's not going to let you fall away. It's going to hold you safe and fast. It is trustworthy. It will not fail you. And all of that, so all of that, so, right, the hope is, that's our first reminder that our hope is, is dependent on the one who makes the promise, right? Our, our second reminder is that God says he will be trustworthy. And all of that leads to the verse, which is our halftime verse, right? This is our verse for halfway through the year. It's written by the prophet Jeremiah in his poetic book called Lamentations. And he's grieving the fall of Jerusalem, his city, which was conquered by the Babylonians. And he found himself in a time where everything around him had seemingly just been broken and everything was gone. The people he loved, the, the city he loved was gone. There was not much to be hopeful about. I mean, he's just been conquered and now, now what? And not only was the place conquered, but it was destroyed because of the unfaithfulness of his people. It was almost their fault. So he's, he's not hopeful in the people. There's not, it's, this was deserved. There's all sorts of just, I mean, it's a hopeless situation. And in that setting, Jeremiah writes these words. He says this, I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet, I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. Wow, right? I mean, what a declaration of hope. In the middle of such a hopeless situation, I'm not sure there's a more hope-filled statement in the scriptures. I remember, right? I remember. I will never forget this awful time. He says, this is terrible. What's going on now is terrible. But, he says, yet, regardless, I dare to hope. I dare to hope. I love that phrasing. Not simply, yet I hope. Not yet I will hope or I have hope, but he says, I dare to hope. It's, a, it's an act of defiance, of courage, of conviction, of complete commitment, of, of, of all-out abandon in the face of uh, all that is surrounding him. See, because to dare, right, double-dog dare, triple-dog dare, to dare acknowledges risk. It acknowledges danger. It acknowledges the possibility that this could end in pain. But to be daring means that you have decided that the reward far outweighs the risk. 
That's what it means to dare. I'm going for this. There's no holding back. When all around me people are despairing, I am going to dare to hope. That's what Jeremiah is saying here. He could have looked around. That's what he could have done. He could have looked around and said this. The world is a mess. God must not love me. He could have said, listen, the pain of loss is deserved. I blew it. That's all there is to it. He could have said, listen, God has abandoned us. God, he could have said easily, God must not always be good if this is happening to us. God just, either he's not powerful or he's not good because this is happening to us. He could have said, there is nothing left to hope for. But that's not what he says. No, he says this, I declare this hope, which is our final reminder, which you already know, but it's a reminder. This is what he says. He says, I know and I dare to hope in this, that the love of God never ends. It never ends. And I dare to hope in this, that his mercy is going to be new every single morning. Every morning I get up, mercy, mercy. He's not going to give me what I deserve. He's going to give me grace and mercy. He's going to give me good. He's going to show me good that I don't deserve. Unmerited mercy and grace. And he says this, I dare to hope this, that the person of God is fully available to us. That he never leaves us. He is always with us. I believe that. And he says this, I believe that I will see the goodness of God. I'm going to see his goodness. And he says this, and I know that the end of my story is salvation. This is going to end well. Despite this awful time, despite all of this, says this, the love of God never ends. His mercy is new every morning. The person of God is fully available to us. He's always with me. I will see the goodness of God. And this is going to end well. It's half time. It's half time. We still have another six months in 2022. Wherever you find yourself today, can I encourage you? Any hope you place in God will not be disappointed. If he said it, he's going to do it. Regardless of how awful your present circumstances may be, and they may be difficult, and, and it may seem like absolute destruction, utter destruction, like everything has fallen apart around you, can I just encourage you, you can still dare to hope. When all around you people are despairing, you can be different. With King David, we can declare this boldly. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See, because if you will dare to hope, God says that hope will become a trustworthy anchor for you. Storms are going to keep coming throughout this year. There will be more storms in these next months. But if you will hope, if you will trust God, trust God and wait on his promises... I'm just telling you now, you will find him to be a trustworthy anchor, no matter what happens. And not only that, you will experience the goodness of God. You will find his mercy new every morning. You will find that you couldn't be more loved. And you will find that salvation keeps coming and will come and will carry you through. And if we live like that, that's our mission, second half of the year. Go live hopeful lives. Because if we do that, the light that radiates from our life, the light of hope, will penetrate the darkness and despair of those around us who don't have that hope. And they are going to be compelled to explore it 
and say, what makes you so different? How could you live with hope in a world that seems so hopeless? I'm telling you, that's our calling. That's our gift. It's our potential. Halftime, right? We get to decide how we're going to live the next six months of our life. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you, church. Dare to hope. It will not be disappointed. God is faithful. He is good. We will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week.